and welcome back to the Live Big Podcast with me, Ananda Kate. Today, we're going to dive into some prayer poetry for this week in January, one of the last weeks of this year, 2022. So we're going to read some prayer poetry, um, choose an oracle card as well, and just talk about life in general, uh, what the energy is feeling like um, now that the moon is in Libra. So grab a tea and let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to our weekly podcast episode as much as possible. (laughs) Um, I'm back to just check in with the energy that's happening right now give you a little bit of a reading on the energy that is currently happening astrologically um and also collectively just intuitively in terms of what i'm feeling um we're gonna be going through a prayer poem to begin then i'm gonna choose a card and we'll go from there seeing what messages come up for us for this week and I hope that you're enjoying the last little bit of this first month of the year. Um, by this time, most people have, you know, given up on any goals that they have, um, <laughs> intentions they've put in for the year. And uh, so I hope that you're still on track to just even just taking one step forward towards that goal and if you kind of forgot about that intention um then like that resolution you might come back to it a little bit you know it's still the first month of the year you always can come back right um today the the prayer poem is actually called the fourth precept holding space ritual and this is so awesome that this came up um, because it's very sad, uh, a couple days ago, Tiknan Han, Tiknat Han, um, he passed away, and so he was a Buddhist um, teacher, and uh, really helped me form my ideals of how I want to teach. Um, the philosophies I want to teach others, the the ones that I feel that are very important. And I'm not necessarily a Buddhist um, religious person. I don't really subscribe to the Buddhist ideals necessarily. I a lot of them are very strict, as every religion is. Um, but there are so many things that come out of the Buddhist ideals that are really, really powerful tools. And one of them is the fourth precept. And this was what I learned from Tik. I have such a hard time saying his name. Tik Nat Han. And um, so learning this, this way to hold space for someone else was very, very um, moving for me. It resonated with me. And it's how a lot of priestesses hold space for others. It's a very feminine way of holding space for someone right because people in general like we love to give advice it's one of our favorite things to do give advice fix somebody and move on you know get them moving in the right direction but the fourth precept teaches us that it's not about what advice we give and it's not about fixing anybody 
It's about providing space for someone to simply heal themselves and allow God to enter and take over. Um, This means that we have certain tools that we use in the fourth precept, um, like we don't acknowledge them we don't we don't acknowledge what they're saying as right or wrong so we wouldn't um nod our head yes or nod our head no Um, we wouldn't give them any of those signs that like oh yeah i'm listening or um smiling or saying yes or anything like that um the fourth precept teaches us to simply sit with that person who needs to get something off their chest and out of their hearts and we make eye contact without shaking our head without reciprocating or agreeing or not agreeing or anything there's none of that going on no nonverbal communication happening as much as possible and in that space their subconscious mind is able to say and release things that they wouldn't have. <coughs> Excuse me. And this is simple simply because there if when you nod your head at somebody like yes or no, like whatever they're saying, you're subconsciously telling them like yes, I approve of what you're saying or no, I don't accept what you're saying. And by just being a vessel with an open heart, and making eye contact with them as they speak and providing silence and space they will say things that they would have never said before because they're not getting any um, non-verbal communication back from you they're not getting any signals to say yes or no i accept i don't accept and so you're simply a vessel that is allowing them to get what is off their chest and you are receiving it with love and compassion without trying to fix them or give them any advice. And you sit there without any nonverbal cues and even if they start crying, you know, you can have tissues nearby but you wouldn't hand them a tissue, you wouldn't hug them, you wouldn't touch them, you wouldn't encrowd on their space. You would hold that space for them. And the reason behind that is because when someone's crying and we hug them or we give them a tissue or we do any of that, we're subconsciously telling them that we want them to stop and that we're uncomfortable. So, you know, here's a tissue, please stop. Um, Consciously, we may not be doing that. We kind of like, oh, I need to be compassionate or I need to be empathetic and show them that I care. Um, But holding space is more of a witnessing, not an engaging process. And so it's just, you know, you can have the tissue nearby for them to grab it themselves. But we wouldn't hug and we wouldn't close themselves off. We wouldn't close them off from feeling their emotions. We would just sit there and allow them to cry, allow them to feel it, allow them to process it. And that's why when you are holding space and when you're learning something like being Reiki practitioner, Reiki 2 or master's practitioner, um, the first thing you need to learn is how to hold space for yourself. Because if you don't know how to hold space for yourself, how can you expect to hold space properly for someone else? You can't. 
you know so if you're not comfortable in silence and you're not comfortable with moments that are emotional and you can hold that space strongly for that person without getting emotional yourself then it's my belief that you have no business holding space for someone else because you don't know how to do it for yourself and so if you don't know how to do it for yourself it's going to be very very uncomfortable and difficult to do it for someone else so we always begin with Reiki level one and learning how to hold space for yourself, healing yourself with meditation, um, with touch, and with simply holding the energy for yourself. And when you can get comfortable doing that, then you can actually start to step into this, this process of the fourth precept. So even though you can understand it intellectually, it is very, very difficult to do for someone else, especially a family member or someone where you know you feel like you comfort a lot or need to fix and it's a very different way of um, someone feeling held and supported but it's the most powerful way because in those moments where there's silence and um, a little bit of discomfort in the silence even then they say th- they, they'll say something that they would have never said before because you're holding that space and it's those moments where they get breakthroughs and they end up healing themselves and so here's the poem for the fourth precept we sit here together and prepare to open and receive the pain you so courageously share without the need to fix you I listen with honor here we are safe to share without judgment and to speak into a silent ritual of healing i promise to be the sounding board that will allow you to heal yourself i hold space to receive you fully and stay comfortable in the moments of silence that provide time to integrate and open with words that may have never been said. This is your time, not mine. I am in service to you, and I promise to listen without condition or perception. My ears are open, and I release my ego now. I listen with an open heart and let these words that are shared never leave my mouth once we walk away. Imperfect trust, imperfect love, we are one presence. And so it is. And so that is on the page 110 of The Goddess Nest, one of my greatest learnings that changed all of my relationships because I was no longer trying to fix anybody. And there's a a wonderful quote, I forget who it's by, but it says, if you want to get along with people, let them be who they are. Let them be who they are. Try not to change anyone and just let them, allow them to be who they are. And so 
I provide on page 111 of the Goddess Nest a holding space ritual where you can learn how to do this for yourself or someone else. And um, there's some ritual ingredients that you can bring in. So sage to clear the energy, a candle to light your intentions, tissues for the person who is uh, giving and sharing. And you can also have an option to crush eggshells around you as a circle of protection. As we know, crushed eggshells are this natural salt that uh, can protect you from any uh, lower vibration. So you're kind of setting that intention so that there's energy or angels of the highest truth and compassion that are holding the space as well. And then also you can have an optional tea or something to comfort the person that they can pick up on the, their own to, to comfort themselves. Uh, the fourth precept is a powerful ceremony that allows the person you care about to fully and completely share their emotional heart pain without being fixed or judged. This is a Buddhist practice that allows for healing and preparation for conscious elevation, to let go and prepare for connection with the world. The fourth precept has three rules when holding space for someone. One, open space and make the other person feel safe. Two, do not hug the person if they need to cry as this closes them off from expressing emotions and subconsciously communicates to them that you want them to stop crying. Three, do not show any facial expressions so as to not make them think that you are accepting or denying their feelings. Do not speak, nod, or try to fix their problems, but simply hold space and silence for them like a protection warrior for them to fully express feelings and know that the floor is theirs and that you are simply receiving them in your heart. This practice may take a long time, so you need to set aside enough time for some difficult emotions to be processed. It is very hard to practice rule number two, do not hug the person, because it's hard to not comfort someone when they are feeling down or crying, because it is our natural response to pain. But it is a very powerful practice to simply just let someone be in the moment of their processing while having a sounding board to witness them fully without judgment. This practice takes time and experience. This is the power of listening and receiving without engaging. You'll begin to see the person you love open up and even begin to heal themselves in the presence of your undivided attention. Holding space in the silence, which at times may be uncomfortable. Be the warrior that holds this silence no matter what for them. This is where some of the most important processing can happen for them and the release of pain can begin. You can light the candle to begin the session and sage the space to clear residual energy that may influence the conversation. The most important part of this ritual is to allow the other person to feel completely safe and comfortable. So you may want to create a goddess nest for them or simply make them some tea. You can also crush some eggshells, which we went over. To close the session, 
When they have said with their own words to you that they are done, you can tell them that you honor them for showing up and sharing their truth. Bow to them and tell them you see them in all their glory and honesty. This is the power of holding space for someone. And so we talk about as healers, that we aren't healers. That word is kind of ironic because we're not healing, but we are holding space for people to simply heal themselves. And so when we learn how to hold space for someone else, we're learning how to be a healer because we're protecting that space for them and we're receiving them and we're honoring them and we're showing them the deepest truth and compassion we can for them to simply be as they are. And there's nothing more powerful than that, just allowing someone to be where they are as they are without engaging, without engaging. You know, even if they ask a question in that time, you can just simply say, I'm just here to listen today. I'm not here to give advice. I'm not here to fix you. I'm just here to listen. That's it. That's it. And that's that's the most powerful thing that we can do for somebody, especially when they're going through times of grief or hurt or trauma. And I've seen some very significant moments happen where somebody just breaks out. You know, they begin speaking and they begin by deflecting. They deflect their eyes. They start bringing in humor or jokes to deflect. And then the, the, they start sharing. And then it starts to get real. And then that truth starts to come out. And then they have a breakthrough and they start crying, sometimes uncontrollably. And it's in those moments when they start crying uncontrollably that you really have to be the warrior of light and just sit there and, you know, hold the space. Let them, let them. It's not easy to see somebody cry that hard, but by being strong and holding that space for them but you know it takes practice and um, I've had a lot of practice in it now it's taken years of practice six years of practice to really get it right where I can have that balance of showing the compassion without you know and without um, making feeling like I need to hold them or help them or do anything you can just simply be there. And I think that's what people are looking for most. I know that's what people are looking for most. They're just looking to be seen and recognized from the soul energy that we are and holding that gaze for them and holding that heart energy for them. And without saying anything, letting them know that it's okay to share. And that is a beautiful ode to Thich Nhat Hanh because that really was something that he shared a lot um, so I'll just take a breath for, for his, his work and his teachings that can now live within our hearts and today the oracle card is liberation for this week liberation Soft, candied skies reflect in my halo of liberation and belonging, shining an effervescent glow from the goddess's roots 
onto this newly placed crown. Liberation. It's like this moment of like, I can just be free to be me. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to act a certain way around other people. I can just simply be me and that's enough. So take that message with you this week. I can just simply be me and that is enough. And by doing that, we're filling up our cup just by, just by saying that one mantra to ourselves. I am free to be me. I am free to be me and that is enough. So, you know, even though it's the beginning of the year and we're kind of like, oh, I have a lot I want to do this year and we kind of get out the gate running. Um, usually. <laughs> some, some, sometimes we feel a little bit tired, right? But um, I think what's most important is remembering that we're still in the season of winter and this is a time where um, it's still time to reflect and plan. But 2022, the energy is picking up and it's asking us to also create and produce. And uh, the word this year is go. Go. It's time to go. It's time to get things rolling. So it's about balance all the time. And liberation is all about feeling free in what you're doing. So if you feel like you're pushing or forcing to make things happen, just know that you might not be on that path of liberation. You know, if you have a job, you're coming home at night and you feel completely drained, um, that's your soul telling you, you know, we're not on the highest path here. We're not on the highest path to, to our best life. Um, so it's about thinking about that. What does liberation mean to you? Liberation. And it might be just small steps or it might be changing big things in order to get there. Liberation. Just ask if you don't know how to feel liberation or what that means to you or how to get there. Ask the universe. Say, I, I want to know what this feels like. I want to know what liberation feels like. I ask you to show me how to get there, give me the teachers, the messages that I can understand fully at the time that I can understand it fully in order to move in this direction. And it's okay to not know. That's the other part of it. That's part of freedom too. I don't know. Those are very powerful words to say, to admit. Not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because that just means that you have awareness. We have awareness that we don't know. <laughs> and that's the first step. So I hope that you're all going to have a beautiful rest of this month going into February. And we are now in Aquarius season. So it's all about opening up, doing things differently, switching up your routine, seeing the world from a new perspective and allowing yourself to see the world from a different perspective. Even if you feel like you're spiritually, you know, elevated and you've been, you know, doing this work for a long time, still ask yourself, ask yourself, how can I see this differently? When you feel triggered or when you feel like you're better than someone else because you're more spiritually elevated or when you feel less than someone else, how can I see this differently? But never put anybody on a pedestal, even yourself, because that's the ego trying to say 
separation, separation. Um, and part of this liberation is finding that place where we are all one. We all have the same fears, all of that good stuff, right? Um, and so Aquarius teaches us how to do that, truly. Um, the moon is also in Libra right now, so this is a time to really reflect on your relationships, um, with the relationship with yourself, self-love, and also how you can be better in your relationships with others. And that means giving yourself more compassion and more love so that you can give that to others in your life as well. And Libra Moon is also a lighter energy, so really enjoy those moments of like making your home feel nice, having a nice bath, making a nice meal, or like just really enjoying the romance in life. Libra is all about romance. It's all about romancing up your life. So how can you do that? How can I put more romance into my life? And that's not the not about being in a relationship with someone else even. It's about how do I romance every sacred moment up in my life? How can I be more intimate with what I'm doing, with how I'm cooking, with how I'm cleaning? Can I dance more? Can I smile more? Can I enjoy more? That's what Libra is really about. How can I enjoy more? Especially when it's in the moon energy. Because the moon energy is all about that femininity. Feminine, soft, beautiful, romanticizing energy. And actively placing that into your life. That's what's really beautiful. You know, Libra energy is really about actively placing that into your life. Whereas Pisces is more like this dream-like energy. It lives in the mind where we dream a lot and we fantasize and, and, you know, try and make things beautiful in the mind. But Libra is about making things beautiful and romanticizing things around you and bringing them into this reality of life. That's why it's a cardinal sign. It's very focused. It generates a lot of creativity. And it, it re- when it's working with the moon, it's all about that feminine romanticizing in relationships, in actively being engaged with what you're doing and making everything beautiful. <laughs> so much love to you all. I will be back next week on Monday. And uh, have a wonderful week. Namaste.